Good morning, everyone. It's Judith Aiko. You're listening to Mad Love. I was uh, checking out some older episodes, like from like a month ago. <laughs> and, you know, my voice is actually pretty deep in the morning, just in general, because I haven't really been talking. But with those allergies, so one of those episodes, it was like, man, I don't even recognize my own voice. Um, I still have a little bit of congestion, as you can tell, but nothing like that, you know. That's, uh, you guys love me to stick through that. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. You know, even when, uh, friends and family text me, I always say thank you for listening because I, I'm truly grateful to be able to do this and people listen, you know, it's fun. And it helps me understand that the audio content of my company is doing something meaningful and that's good, you know? You know, you want to build stuff that matters to people. At least I do. That's my goal. I'm a builder by nature. And, you know, if you you want me to work for you, which those days for me are coming to an end, thankfully, I'll get to work for myself here soon. Um, but, you know, the, the way to get me to work for you is to say, could you build this? Because I will come and build a program for you. I'll come and build a, you know, a communications plan for you. I, that's I enjoy doing that. Uh, but you know, the mission is complete, uh, in terms of working for other people. I feel, uh, this is my, actually today is my, uh, third year anniversary, um, of my current full-time job for someone else. I can't ever really talk about what I do, but I enjoy it. I actually really enjoy it. Uh, parts of it, not all of it, but I really love what I do and, uh, I feel valued and appreciated by most of the people there. And, uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. Uh, it's been a transformative experience, uh, both personally and professionally. And I, like I always say, when I can talk about it, I will. Um, and you'll know all about it. It's been amazing. I have met some of the smartest, most capable people, not all of them, (laughs) some of them. I remember initially thinking some of these people are just straight up weirdos. Um, and they are, they were, uh, <laughs> admittedly, but once you start to get to know them and get to know what, you know, what has to happen to cross someone's mind to do some of this work, yeah, it gets a little, you know, easier to empathize and, and you're, you know, not as like, Hey, did that person just walk by me and not speak? Uh, you can't be like a high schooler, you know? Uh, in a work environment, sometimes people are preoccupied. Sometimes people are thinking about things that are devastating and, uh, they're not thinking about you. And, uh, if you are thin skinned or, you know, the workplace isn't for the thin skin. Anyway, it's been amazing. I've learned a ton. Uh, it's transformed me as a person, as a woman and as a writer. And I, uh, as a communications professional, all of it, so I'm just looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing what's next. I don't, I don't see uh, being, I don't see doing that for very much longer. Um, I really would like to return to work for myself, and I've put some things in place that seem like that's going to be a reality sooner than later. At least that's what it looks like now. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and a few of those people that I love, respect, and admire listen to this podcast. And I, I just, I mean, I'm humbled. I, I respect them so much. And the fact that they uh, 
listen to me when they can see me <laughs> anytime uh, and they listen to this podcast. It's pretty cool. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and it's my anniversary. And if Spotify wasn't so, uh, you know, restrictive with anger, I'd play a little snippet of a song called Anniversary. But I'm not because I don't feel like uh, having my podcast taken down. <laughs> <laughs> for for violations. I am actively looking for a better platform to host my podcast. Uh, Anchor was really cool. I hate to keep saying that, but three years ago when I started this, Anchor was really cool. And now, you know, good for them. They sold their company to Spotify, but Spotify is constantly trying to figure out how to monetize and how to make money. You know, yes, they have some subscribers and yes, you know, but it, it really is not a profitable company. And I'm thinking eventually they're going to try to build out all these, you know, audio formats and create some sort of subscription for that. And I don't know. I, I like Anchor, but it's just too restrictive. It's it's not as fun a place to broadcast as it used to be. And uh, unfortunately, it's not a lot of competition out there in terms of ease of use. So I've looked at a few other places that I think would be less restrictive um, and it wouldn't affect you really. You probably just couldn't hear it on Anchor, but I have the fewest listeners of all on Anchor. Uh, In fact, you can't even find my podcast now when you search on Anchor. I think they have grown too quickly and have, um, you know, made some mistakes along the way uh, trying to scale that fast and, you know, a small company in Brooklyn becoming part of a massive company in in uh, Sweden, I think. You know, there's going to be glitches. And I don't love all the changes. And the first time they made huge changes, I documented it pretty clearly on, on, on Spotify, on, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on my podcast on Anchor. And that one actually got a lot of uh, feedback because you were it was such a smaller community. You were able to, like, follow the people you like on here now all that has just been blown up like you can't hardly find they've changed some of the features so it's really hard if you didn't favorite that podcast you'll never find it because you know it's just I don't know I'm all about progress I'm all about change but I think people are overusing certain words you know the when things start to become overused you know like progress or progressive you know those are things that are, that are too subjective. You know, there are people who will tell you that uh, this was progress for the company. But if you used Anchor before all of this, you're this, there's nothing progressive about it. It's just frustrating because now it's harder to use. It's harder to to uh, you know get get to the top. There's just thousands and thousands of podcasts on here now. And you aren't a priority. They don't answer your uh, customer service questions as quickly. They're not as thoroughly answered. You know, it's just, it's different. And I'm not complaining about it. I'm just going to find something better. Uh, because when I discovered Anchor, I was so excited. And I'm not a- adverse to change, but I am adverse to things getting worse. <laughs> and I think, unfortunately, some people view progress one way and I view it another way because no one has a collective view of what progress is you know 
people are uh, excited now because we have a all these progressive people in politics in St. Louis. Well, here's the problem. St. Louis is not progressive as a region. So you can call it whatever you like. <laughs> you can call yourself whatever you want. Uh, but this is not a progressive area. So, you know, uh, and St. Louis is weird because we're we're not exactly north. And we're not southern. We're not east for real and we are the gateway to the west but we're not really west we we are our own really distinct region which is heavily influenced by all of those things we're midwestern we have a little east coast flair we used to have more when we had bigger you know major corporations here um got a little east coast energy very little east coast energy uh no west influence to me we're the gateway to the west but you don't really feel the West pick up until, for me, until Kansas City. Um, and we're very heavily Southern influenced. There are a lot of people from the South that migrated here. Um, and so, you you know, the Black population is comprised of people from Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama. Um, my mom's family comes from Alabama. So that influence is huge. You know, Tina Turner's. Mom moved here from Nutbush, Tennessee. Nutbush, gotta say it like that if you saw the movie. <laughs> Nutbush City, yeah, okay. So, you know, that's a that's really probably our most prominent influence, uh, especially in the black community, is the South, and the South is not progressive. So, <laughs> it's very unique. It is very unique. I wish. Uh, I wish I was more of a playwright or, well, I am a screenwriter, I was about to say, or a screenwriter. I am a screenwriter, but screenwriting is different. I think some of the best screenplays and some of the best films are based on screenplays that don't say everything. You know, you can't tell as much in a screenplay as you can in a book or a play. Actually, plays are almost too talky. So, I don't know, maybe I should write a book. I just don't have time. Maybe I'll do like my friend, though. Talk to text. Talk to text. And would anybody buy it or read it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired of trying to sell things. Right now, I have big projects. And, uh, you know, I just don't. I'm tired of trying to sell things. You know, uh, you you get burned out eventually. Look at me. Look at me. You know, eventually, I feel like people ought to just gravitate to, to certain things. At least, I feel close to that. Ooh, did you guys watch Snowfall? I gotta tell you, I've had a, a hit or miss relationship with Snowfall. I was not the biggest John Singleton fan. Uh, we just aren't interested, or rest in peace, we weren't interested in the same stories. Um, I had thought Boys to Hood was Boys in the Hood. Sorry, Boys in, Boys to Men. I was about to confuse. I didn't about to. I did confuse Boys in the Hood with Boys to Men. Anyway, Boys in the Hood was a good film, a good first film, no doubt. Some of the other stuff I really wasn't that interested in. Uh, and so I didn't just like watch Snowfall because John Singleton was involved. Um, it was actually one of my friends who's a screenwriter, a working screenwriter that I grew up with. That he got me, you know, he was involved with Snowfall, so I kept giving it a chance. 
And so this season, though, was really, really well done. And you could tell they had some COVID restrictions and stuff. But man, it the story, the stories were tighter. The writing was pretty tight. And also, uh, you know, the directors were really good. Like right now, the one that's sticking out in my mind is Carl Seaton. Very good job. Very good job. I don't know why, but we're friends on Facebook. And uh, I just keep telling him, like, great job. I don't know that I've ever met him in person. Um, but he's one of my favorite directors right now. Carl Seaton and Seath Mann. And uh, I'm biased with Seath because I am friends with his sister. <laughs> she was my roommate in college. And uh, I met Seath when he was, like, this goofy, like, 16-year-old <laughs> dancing to Bobby Brown. Um but he is an incredible director and he's the one that got me hooked. So following his career, I watched Friday Night Lights, The Wire, you know, just to support Seath's episodes. And then I wound up really digging, you know, because I didn't stick with The Wire. I didn't start with The Wire originally. I remember watching the first, I tried to get in the first season and it was just, I don't, I don't think it jived with me at first. I just didn't get it and I didn't stick with it. And then Seath was directing the the season with the kids, season four, and he did uh, I think one or two episodes, and that's and he did such a good job. So I watched his episodes, and I wound up going back and rewatching the whole series, um, and then finishing it out. And then you know every couple of years I go back and rewatch The Wire because uh, it's incredible storytelling, and it's incredible storytelling because it's based largely on you know, the truth, what happened, uh, the creators of the show were a police cop, a police cop, a police officer and a, a newspaper writer f- from Baltimore at the time. So they, they just, you know, recycled what they saw, uh, and put it into this incredible television show. And I wish I could get that kind of support from St. Louis to do a show, but you know, St. Louis, I don't think they would allow us to show anything that's that truthful about the city, (laughs) which doesn't make sense because it's not like uh, The Wire is a commercial to come to Baltimore. You know, it's not. (laughs) But, you know, it's also good income, you know, to film a show there. Uh, Anyway, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, Carl Seaton and Seath Mann are two of my favorites. Of course, I love Regina King. I would love to work with her. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of talent out here and, uh, hopefully, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll all get to work together at some point. Uh, let's see. I don't know that that's what I was planning on talking about. I really, I don't know. I felt like I was going to be motivational. Uh, <laughs> well, cause I'm, ex- I'm excited. It's, you know, it's my third year anniversary And like I said, this has been a transformative experience for me. And I know that a lot of people don't like their jobs or they get frustrated and or they lost their job because of COVID or whatever, you know, wherever you are in your life, you know, um, you got to find the silver lining. You got to find the blessing. You know, if you lost your job during COVID, it wasn't the right job. It was time to move on. And I know that people don't like change. I'm one of those people. I don't love change, especially if it's not executed um, in a way that's self 
not even self-assuring, reassuring, you know, sometimes people take over things and like, they're so busy trying to, to change everything that they don't even care that the people there already feel some kind of way, you know, like this is unsettling. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a huge proponent of change, but sometimes when it's, you know, brought to your face, you got to do it. You got to change, you got to evolve, you got to grow. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? So wherever you are in your life, hopefully you'll find something that that energizes you. You know, it's okay to switch jobs. It's okay to switch industries. Um, I know somebody who's over 50 talking about going to law school. You know, if if you think the uh, uh, cost is not prohibitive, then make it happen. There's no reason to not chase your dreams. You know, life is short, but you're going to be here a while. So, you know, take care of your health, make good decisions. You know, I was having a conversation yesterday and the thing that bothers me the most, I think, is whenever somebody talks about uh, reforming something or especially in the criminal justice area, it almost never includes maybe that person should make better choices. You know, I guess circumstances can be can be terrible. I mean, you can be born to a family of criminals. I actually know somebody who chose the law because her family was full of criminals. (laughs) Like you don't have to make certain choices. It may be easier. It may seem like that's the obvious thing that you got to do, but you don't got to. You know what I mean? It's like, and I understand to a certain extent that everybody doesn't have, you know, stable households, um, There's food insecurity. There's money insecurity. There's violence. I get it. I understand that. But everybody gets to choose. At some point, you ultimately got to get down to the fact that, okay, that's great, but they still chose to do drugs or they still chose to try to rob somebody or they still. And, you know, with these ring cameras, I'm not sure why anybody would try to rob someone's house. You know, right now they're able to show your whole face and your outfit and thanks for keeping your mask down because it's too hot. <laughs> you know, it's like, what in the world? But like there, when you have these conversations, it's like, where's the accountability, though? You know, nobody wants to be held accountable. So I hope that accountability comes back. I'm sorry your circumstances are messed up. But both my parents grew up pretty impoverished by today's standards. And neither one of them and most of their siblings, none of their siblings chose a life of crime. And on my dad's side, it was a ton of them. Now, I can't speak for the new generation, but my dad's generation, they uh, they all grew up. Some went into the military. Some started working as teenagers. And they made lives for themselves. You know, life isn't, the hard times aren't new. So, you know, make different choices. And I'm not and I'm not saying that's going to be easier. I'm not saying like, you know, oh, yeah, just do that. You know, just say no. But when I have these conversations, I just want to hear somebody say, yes, they're poor. Yes, they could make a different decision. And we're going to try to help make it easier for them to make the right decision. Then go do that. Stop telling me how you want to fix it from the back end. It's too late. There are certain times where it's just too late right? They've made a decision. So try to get these people young 
and help them make better decisions, including maybe don't have kids at 14, 15, 16. And if you have one, have one and get yourself together. Give yourself an opportunity to grow up yourself and then stabilize and give your children a better life. You know, I, but these are tough conversations and I guess people don't like to have the tough conversations. And in that way too, you're, you're taking responsibility. You know, people don't want to do that. Everybody just thinks, you know, well, they're poor and not smart. So let's help them. I've heard that too. And that is really frustrating. You know, it's like, don't, it's the only poor people in America are not black people. All black people are not poor and all poor people are not black. And it's really insulting. So, I don't know. I I think in order for us to get past this moment in history, we have to be accountable. And not just the police for shooting black people. Uh, and or all, I've seen the police. There was some video I saw a policeman shoot a white lady who was like sunbathing. Because he got a call that there was an intruder. Like, why are you shooting at this lady and her dog? Um... He was Asian and she was white. Did not make the news. Not in a big way. Um, I saw it on like Inside Edition or something. But, uh, and I don't watch that. It was on t- on the sh- TV and I looked at it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in order to transcend and really reform our society the way everybody keeps saying they want to, we all got to do better and all got to make better choices. And, you know, yeah, I just feel like and that's not a band-aid. It's, these are complicated issues. It's levels to this shit. But we're capable of of so much more than what we're showing right now. And everybody needs to meditate because it will really, really help. Anyway, I hope you have an amazing weekend. It's Friday. I'm always in my feelings on Friday. You know, I was kind of short yesterday because I knew, you know, I would uh, tank up today. <laughs> But, you know, I have faith in people. I really do. It's And it's odd that I do. Um, but I do have faith uh, in our resilience. Uh, and it's amazing. You know, people people have done some amazing things. That stuff doesn't make the news. Because uh, for some reason, we've hardwired our brains to think that only the only news we need to hear is the bad news. Which is some sort of weird uh, fight or flight defense mechanism. But there's some good shit happening. And it's happening for me and you. You woke up today. If you're healthy, oh my goodness, you're already winning. That's a win, baby. Because I'm telling you, when you're not healthy, there is no show. So please take care of yourselves. Be smart. Be your best. Do your best. And, uh, you know, let's just get to the winner's circle. And what does that look like? You'll know. You'll know when you get there. Because it's going to feel good. And we deserve that. I mean, especially after this year and a half of COVID. My goodness. It's it's just really time. <laughs> it's really time. And if you can get away and, and go someplace that's not infested with COVID, do it. You know, uh, it's been quite a journey. And lucky for you, I'm a writer. So I'm writing it all down. <laughs> Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Be your best.
talk about love. I wanna love you, girl, so hard But I worry you won't play your part For protection, girl, I stay on guard And this space probably breaks your heart I try to change, I try to open up I know it's lame, but inside I know I'm broken up Cause when I gave it all before, they just tore it up Just talking about it now got me choking up And I don't wanna rehash those feelings Cause then all those scabs start healing I get mad and talk bad about people Curse the world, call it trash and evil And just cause I might have to leave you And not care, I don't have to see you All these feelings, I don't even try to fight them Cause real talk, baby, you probably just like them Can you even stay the love of a man like me? I ain't never gonna change, why can't you see? Do you really think that you can even handle me? You ain't never gonna really see me handle me Choose to smile, and it might even seem like you calm me down, and it might even seem like Zeus falling. Wow, but it's a matter of time before I doubt you. I'm so paranoid, I swear the noise clouds truth. And now your presence is just developing foul moves. And all I wonder is when you leaving and how soon. This jealousy overzealously rages. It's a felony, definitely a vagrant. Whatever you're telling me better be amazing, cause otherwise this love will die and turn to hatred. I feel what my heart was is now vacant, and now my bad attitude feels flagrant. I'm sorry, girl, this love, I can't take it Cause when I expose myself, I feel naked Can you even say I'm of a man like me? I ain't never gonna change, why can't you see? Do you really think that you can even handle me? You ain't never even really seen me angry I'm a wild animal, ain't no saying in me I'm too far gone, ain't no saying in me Do you really think you can be the answer key? Would you really even wanna take a chance on me? We just might make it And our bond will go far beyond breaking And this match might be heaven in the making Matter of fact, this covenant might be sacred And I imagine that we're passing something special I always fathom that love could be the vessel I feel a calm peace in me starting to settle I'm letting go and letting love unless you Stop losing your grip and what you promise Cause breaking up will break in the cage monster I tried to warn you girl, I tried to stop you But you swear you can take whatever I brought you Man, you can see why I pushed you away it wasn't a game, but you just kept pushing play I tried to leave, but you just begged me to stay You should've left me where I'm leaving now, but maybe too late Take a chance on me. Uh. Take a chance on me.